0: We had to interrupt this podcast episode to tell you about one of our favorite companies as a photographer, Pixaloo. Pixaloo has some amazing tools to help photographers' lives so much easier. They have the most stunning client gallery delivery setup, Smart Slides, which offers beautiful and seamless slideshows you can put together in just a few minutes for your clients, and my personal favorite tool, Smart Albums. Smart Albums is the easiest way to create custom layouts for your clients' photo albums. They have changed the game when it comes to album design, and I truly would not want to offer client albums unless I had access to Smart Albums. Smart Albums has a feature to automatically design the layouts of an album for you, or you can effortlessly create a custom layout by dragging and dropping photos right where you want them. It used to take me hours to design a wedding album, but ever since I got Smart Albums, it takes me no time at all. I can literally design a whole book within just a few minutes.
1: One of the best features in Smart Albums is that it allows you to send your digital album designs to your clients with their cloud-proofing feature. So your clients can see what the inside of their album will look like before it goes to print. This is great because clients can make notes on each page that they want to make adjustments to, making communication with your clients so easy and satisfaction guaranteed. If you want to try any of Pixie Lou's amazing tools to make your photography business thrive, use our discount code EQUIPPED15 at checkout for 15% off of your purchase or renewal of your subscription with Pixie Lou. Discount information can also be found in our show notes. Welcome to the Equipped Creatives Podcast. If you're new here, I'm Julia. And I'm Tony, And we're two wedding photographers that turned our hobbies into full-time businesses. Today, we're talking about all things money. And let's be real, this is a taboo topic, especially as young women in the entrepreneurship space. But at Equipped, we are all about sharing the raw and the real, so today we're sitting down to talk about this subject. We are sharing some of the things that we wish we knew in the beginning of our careers, how we grew, how to raise your prices, how to create freedom through finances, and so much more. While we don't have it all figured out, we have learned some helpful information along the way and can't wait to share. You're listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast with Tony from Tony Marie Photography and Julia from Julia Kathleen Photography. Two girls from opposite coasts who started their photography passions in high school have since turned their hobbies into full-time photography and education businesses. Whether you're a photographer, creative entrepreneur, or you simply just want to hang out and talk about life together, you're in the right place. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired, prepared, and most importantly, equipped to take on your creative Dreams.
0: All right, guys, we're gonna dive right in onto this topic because it's a big topic and we have a lot that we wanna share in today's episode. Um, this is one of those topics where I have actually had a lot of people book mentorship sessions with me personally and at our workshops as well um, with Equipped Creatives. And I'm sure, Julia, you've had, you know, mentees ask you this as well. But um, yes. one, of the, one of the questions that we'll get a lot is, you know, can I actually make money and can I actually make a living off of doing photography full time? And I think that that is a question that is really fair. Obviously, you want to ask yourself that before you jump into something and do it full time. And spend a lot of time and energy doing that one thing and this thing can be hard because you know you are your own boss and if you don't have a lot of experience being an entrepreneur it can be scary at first um, but we are here to tell you that we are prime examples of um, being able to take your hobby and something that you love into a full-time job where you can actually make a good enough profit to make a living. So this is something that we're really passionate about, and we are not experts when it comes to finances. We're not (laughs) financial advisors by any means, but this is just a topic that we feel like we have a lot of experience on. So we're just going to share with you guys our experience today and just some of the things that we've learned but it is possible to make a living doing this and we are proof of that and we're really excited to kind of share with you more in detail about our journey getting to that point.
1: Yes, I'm really excited about this episode. I feel like, like we had said, I just feel like not a lot of people talk about this subject so it's going to be a fun mm-hmm. one to get into today. But mm-hmm. just to kind of start out, I I know that both of us started – photography off as a hobby and a passion. And Mm -hmm. I do have to say, I not with everything, but I think that when you're starting something off as a passion that you really can grow it and you you can turn that into a full-time career.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's something that even like before we went full-time, we had heard other people say, but we kind of at least for me like i feel like i had that missing piece of how do i get from that point a to point b so hopefully this episode will just help you guys piece that together if this is kind of where you're at in your business or if you just want to learn how to continue to grow your business and become more and more profitable every year um but sometimes i feel like that that like missing piece of like okay mm-hmm. i'm glad it's possible but how do i do it and i think when people share their experiences, that is like such a great way to learn. So hopefully just in us sharing our experiences, you guys will be able to learn and learn from our mistakes and also learn from our victories in a way of just that seeing that it's possible sometimes is encouraging enough to be able to just know like you can do it. It is possible.
1: Absolutely. I know when I first started off, I really didn't think of it as the fact that it could be a job, but I did see other people um, that I had looked up to, other photographers, and I saw that they were doing it full-time as a job, and so that kind of sparked my interest in that area. I was like, oh, maybe I can take this love that I have for photography and this passion and turn it into a job once I graduate high school because I know for both of us we were super young when we started photography and we yeah. were we started really in high school and mm-hmm. so um yeah I feel like after that I was like maybe after I can actually I can actually do this but like I said I didn't know that this could be a full-time job and so I think that I kind of just tried to just continue it as a hobby and look for other opportunities along the way, yeah, and then realize, actually, no, you can do this as a full-time job, and so that's when I really jumped into it and just um, it was just endless possibilities,
0: yeah, I'm gonna be honest, like I really didn't think that making the money that we have been able to make doing this for so long was ever possible. like I really did not think, yeah that you could make a lot of money doing photography, Um, you know, growing up too, like with photography. I've always loved it. Julia, I know you have very similar background and story with it, but I remember actually doing research for a school project when I was in, I think, like eighth or ninth grade Um, doing research for like we basically had to research a job or a career of some sort and kind of present on it and present like what that lifestyle looks like and like what on average that they make and all the details of that career and why you want to go into it. And when I was researching photography, that's obviously, you know, what I picked to do my project on. Um, I read that in my particular area, on average, wedding photographers make between twenty dollars and $40,000. And yep. while that's nothing to like snub your nose at, that's still a lot of money. I just didn't know if that would have been enough just for my area and like where I live. I didn't know if that would be enough to kind of really make it as a career in a way that would like be able to provide for my family. Um, So especially on the lower end of like $20,000, I kind of had bigger financial goals than that. So just being totally honest, like I just didn't – after I had done that, I actually had felt Mm -hmm. really discouraged because I'm like, if that's on average, there's no way in a million years I would be able to make like something like six figures or anything like that. And not that, not that we should be chasing money and that's the purpose of why we choose a career that we choose, but obviously it plays a part in it because what you choose as a career and how much money you're going to make does impact your lifestyle in a lot of ways. And where you're able to live and the housing market that is in your area. If you're able to afford a house, you know, it does impact your life. So, um, yeah, I just was honestly really discouraged at first, like seeing on the internet that Mm -hmm. wedding photographers don't make like Mm -hmm. a crazy amount of money. Um, but then when I really went full time with it, you know, however many years ago it, it was now, um, back, like I, I probably want to say maybe like four-ish years ago, five-ish years ago, when I went full-time, I dropped all other side jobs and I really gave photography my all. I rebranded and everything. That was truly when I saw the unlimited potential that's in owning your own business, being a wedding photographer, and just being an entrepreneur in this space. And I have to say like I feel so proud that I was able to kind of beat those statistics that I had read on the internet all those years ago. And things have changed, obviously times have changed, so I don't really know what it is now if I were to look it up now. But mm-hmm. it definitely I I definitely was able to make more than what I had ever thought or even dreamed of in doing this and it really yeah. w- it did not happen overnight. I'm sure you can attest to that as well. Like it <laughs> yeah. it was, you know, years and years of building and committing my time to this craft, but it is possible and that's we don't say that to brag, but like I right. just kind of want to say it to encourage you guys. So
1: no, that's that's funny that you say that because I feel like when I was in high school, I do remember looking at different career paths because obviously Once you graduate, I feel like a lot of people do that. And I just really had a hard time because I think my heart really was into video and doing photography. Yeah. Like I said, I just was told off of the internet and not only the internet, but other people as well. Mm -hmm. And I was very discouraged because not that I would go into a career for the money, but I think that there was like a stigma around photography and photographers that they just don't make a lot of money and it's just kind of on the lower end career I would say and yeah um so that's kind of what I was expecting getting yeah. into it and I never realized that photography it's not just an art it's also a business and I think that that's the other thing that I've really learned since going full-time and doing this, that mm-hmm. you you become a business, you become an entrepreneur,
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: where you learn about finances and uh, and where you can actually make it as a photographer, I would say, because you're kind of forced to jump into that world and and you have to learn how to be a good steward of your money, how to budget. You have to learn – Mm-hmm. where to put the money that you make and how to use it correctly for tax purposes and all of these mm-hmm. different things that you learn along the way. So, I think that that's where I saw a lot of fruit in my business when I also not only focused on the photography which is obviously the the best thing about it and and what yeah. I fell in love with and what I still love, but also focusing on the business side of things and just learning that whole aspect. And mm. I think when you open up a business, no matter what it is, you have to have a grasp on all of that for sure. And they don't teach you any of that stuff in school. I know for me, no. I didn't learn any of that. Nope. So <laughs> you are kind of thrown into it when you when you start a business. and And that is where I saw a lot of fruit. But mm-hmm. it's interesting because when I first started out, I think I really, I think at first it was more of kind of like trial and error. Like when I first, when I shot my first wedding at 16, I know I had charged like $500, I think. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Don't even want to talk about my first couple (laughs) weddings and the prices of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, I, it's, it's crazy to look back there and then to now and to actually know how to charge Mm -hmm. and how to price yourself and like you were saying just taking that jump from having a hobby and and turning it into a business and learning how to do that yeah so yeah it's
0: I'm glad you're saying that because I feel like what you're saying is exactly like why we want to do this episode because people will say all the time like, you know, and even I had said this in the beginning, but this is, that's not the end all be all of just like you, you just have to go full time and just give it your all and then you'll make money. But there's like so much that goes into that and there's like a science that needs to be broken down a little bit for people who want to really have a better understanding of okay, how do I make more money though? like, I don't wanna just give something all my time and then you're not being wise about how you're stewarding the money or how you're even getting the money to begin with. I think it's really important to go into your business every day with a plan and go into every new calendar year and tax year with a plan and some sort of goal so that you know what you're working towards rather than just... We don't want the advice to end with like, yeah, just give it your all and go full time because there's Mm -hmm. just so much more that goes into that and you do learn things along the way. Of course, like we had to learn things along the way and we had to learn how to price ourselves, which could be a whole nother episode in and of itself. So if you guys want us to do an episode on that, definitely let us know. Yeah, we Um, could talk on that for – for so for long. so long. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But like, for example, just to kind of give you guys a, a practical example, um, that $40,000 number that I had was mentioning earlier, like that was what I had read was kind of at the top of what you could make as a wedding photographer. If you wanted to make $40,000 doing wedding photography, and let's say you charged $5,000 for each and every one of those weddings that you're gonna book to reach that number, you would have to book eight of those weddings
1: mm-hmm. at
0: that price. So when you put it in those terms, you kind of have a better idea of like what exactly you need to do, how much money you need to be making in order to reach that goal. Now if your goal is higher than that, if it's sixty thousand dollars or eighty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, you kind of almost have to like deconstruct what what you would have to do to kind of get to that point in in order to be able to make the kind of financial growth that you
1: want to see in your business. So that's hopefully, great. That, that, yeah, is great hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I had never even heard of when I first started photography. Like Me I either. Said, I feel like I just kind of jumped into it Charged when I was sixteen, like that five hundred dollars, just because I thought yeah. that was a lot of money at the time. Which yeah. that is a good amount of money, but and not for <laughs> wedding photography though. And not and obviously not to make a living off of. Sure. And so I think what you're saying is is so true. You have to take steps to get to where you want to be, and I think that that's something that I learned along the way. I think I mm-hmm. took baby steps al- along the way I didn't just go full time overnight I know that you didn't yeah. either it did take years to be able to go full time mm-hmm. and we both I can say we both worked very very hard to be able to even go full time and then which we can also do a whole nother episode on this <laughs> when you're ready to go full time you you almost know and you can kind of like you're saying like stop those other side jobs going on and really just focus on photography. And that's when we both saw so much growth in our business. Yeah. Um, I know I have mentioned this before, but I worked for a photography company once um, or after I, I kind of realized I was like, you know, maybe I can do this more than a hobby. And so I applied for like a photography job and worked for some resort and so i ended up getting that job which at that time i was i was like wow this is just the most incredible thing to be able to do photography as a job like i didn't even realize you could do that i didn't yeah. even know that you could work under a company and do photography so i thought that was so cool and and it is and so i did that and then obviously you when you're working for a company you're making them money yeah and and I realized that this is what I love to do and And I can quit this job and, and go make full myself time money and make <laughs> rather than someone money. else, yeah, not only that, but i can I can make more money and also have that creative freedom and really grow a business and focus on growing a business that is going to be long lasting for my future and sustainable and something that. Like you said, like where we can provide for our family. So I think that was my mindset and going full time. And I just knew it was the right thing at that time. And that's when I saw Mm -hmm. so much growth in my business. Yeah. And
0: I can say too, like I had a lot of jobs while I was still growing my wedding photography business that had nothing to do with wedding photography. I nannied for years. I was working at a wedding dress shop, you know, for a couple years in in mm-hmm. the city. And, you know, I think it's important to note that I think sometimes in this industry and just in the education industry, people are fed the idea that if you give every if you give something you're all, then you will make money. But that is not always the case, so I think it it, it is um just noteworthy to know that Sometimes you have to give something your all, but also work another job in order to get to the point where it is safe for you to go full time in an entrepreneurship role. Um, that's okay. That is really okay to take that those baby steps rather than taking a jump because everybody's situation is completely different. So you know, our advice to different people might be different things, depending on where they're at, where their finances are at, where their goals are at. Um, so everybody's different. So I don't want to just say a blanket statement that it's like, as long as you just give something your all and you work hard at it, then you'll be able to make the money that you want to make. Like those are important ingredients to have in your business. You do want to give it your all, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to hit every goal right from the jump. Um, so for instance, like if, if you, Have a full time job right now, and you say to yourself, I really want to do wedding photography full time. I love doing it. I'm just, my goal is to make $100,000 in my first year, and I'm just going to quit my other job so that way I can give this my all and really do it. Okay, I'm ready to book clients now so I can make $100,000. Like you might not get $100,000 worth of clients in that first year. So it's sometimes good to kind of take those baby steps, and then you'll know, like you were saying, Julia you'll mm-hmm. kind of know when it's time to go full-time. And there's a lot of good indicators of like when that time is. I think when you're making the same or or more money than yep. what you would have already be making in your current job position, when you are starting to feel like you are really spreading yourself too thin because you're working two full-time jobs.
1: That's a good one.
0: You know, there's definitely different indicators. So again, it really just depends on individual situations but we're just here to share like that side of our story is like we did have other jobs for a long time um before we went full-time in doing wedding photography and that is a hundred percent okay so give yourself grace if you're in that season right now where you feel like you're kind of juggling multiple jobs you're wanting to go full-time you don't know when the right time is but you're needing the financial benefits of having another job that's okay. Like it doesn't always come a hundred percent to everybody um, right, right from the jump. In fact, I feel like that's very not you, not normal.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And those other, um, those other things that you do, those other side hustles or other jobs that they can support what mm-hmm. you want to ultimately do. And yeah. I think that a lot of that, like when I nannied and had other jobs. It helped me buy the type of camera that I wanted to be able to shoot on and to be able to give my future clients the quality that I wanted to be able to give them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, like you're saying, there really is something to be said about working other jobs. It's okay. Yeah. If you're not full time yet. 100%.
0: Yeah. And also, like you, we'll make more money if like the more the less you spend and the more you bring in the more your profit's going to be right so i feel like budgeting is kind of one of those topics that will help you just gain better knowledge because knowledge is power in your business when it comes to what it is you're bringing in what it is you're wanting to make what it is you're spending so that's kind of like a topic that i just wanted to touch on really briefly just when we're talking about you know financial growth Um, Because, I mean, to be quite honest with you guys, like me and my husband, we're not a huge budget kind of couple. Like we don't sit down at the end of every day or or at the end of every week and plug in all of our expenses and everything that we spent. We could definitely probably do a better job at that. um, Yes. But we're not like really – I don't know what the word is, but like really specific, I guess with I'm, that. I'm with
1: you on that. Yes. I yeah. I actually have tried that before. And I feel me like too. it didn't work for me personally Same. because – and I think it works for some people. I really do. I yeah, think, it does. I think it keeps people organized in that way. But I think for me, it actually ended up doing the opposite where it gave me almost like um, An anxiety, one hundred percent. That I, <laughs> that I you took the words out of my mouth. Yep. Yes. that I couldn't buy certain things that I wanted to, or I couldn't go and eat out at this place, or it just—I don't know. I think there's a time and place yeah. for budgeting, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think there really is. Like, I think um, e- even like it's a great idea if you have a certain goal in mind. Like yeah. a trip or something, and you want to budget mm-hmm. for for certain aspects of it. I think there's a time and place for it, but it does it works for some people, and it work it doesn't work for others. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think there are some people out there that genuinely get a lot of joy and satisfaction from budgeting, and they really feel like it's it's a satisfying thing, like to see their number at the end of every week yes. or every month or whatever. But for me, it causes a lot of anxiety, and I feel like. I it it does more harm than good for me personally, um, but that's not to say that I'm not like aware of how much I'm spending or like I'm carelessly spending yes, all the time. That's the key. I think that's, that's the, the key. 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 For yeah, sure. for sure. And also, like I wanted to mention budgeting because budgeting is something that a lot of like families or couples or people will do just in their normal life, like expenses outside of their work. Um, but but also it's something that you know business owners have to consider as well. It's almost like a separate budgeting thing in their life, because like for my husband, exa- for example, he works for a company. He doesn't have to ever worry about any kind of business budget because he's right. on a salary mm-hmm. payroll. But for right. us, that is not the case. So there's it's definitely important to have well, I guess this is a tip I should have said even before I started talking about this, but it's really important to have a separate bank account um, that is just for your business that isn't going to get um, mingled with the expenses that you would have on your normal everyday life, like groceries, shopping, trips, anything like that. That should be separate from the expenses that you have with your business. That's a Take really notes, big-
1: guys. notes, <laughs> guys. Yeah. If, you, if you don't have a- if you have a business and you don't have a business account and a personal account, we definitely recommend doing that because yeah. it'll help keep things way more organized mm-hmm. and also is a great thing for your accountant at the end of the year. So yeah, we recommend and when you, doing that.
0: When you do start to make a lot of money doing this, it's really important that everything is separate. So the earlier you can get ahead of that, the better. But that was something that from the beginning – of me wanting to do photography as a business and as a career, that was something from the beginning that I always wanted to make sure that I did right, that I did it by the book. So even when I was making like twenty to forty thousand dollars in the very beginning, I still was doing taxes. I still had a separate business yep. bank account. Like I still separated everything. Even though it wasn't even a hundred percent necessary, like when I was making twenty thousand dollars, sure, but it was really, really important to me to always do that right from the jump. And I'm so thankful I did because I did start to grow rapidly, like year after year. So it would have been really messy for me to do taxes, which taxes is already hard enough as it is. Okay, guys. So like just make <laughs> it easier on yourself mm-hmm. by separating those things. But yeah, back to what I was saying about the budget, like I don't necessarily have a business budget, just full disclosure, but I'm very aware of what I'm spending in my business at all times and I'm always making sure that my expenses are obviously much lower than my income and that is like a key into being able to profit a lot. Um yes, but in the I beginning, I will agree. say, in the very beginning, like you are going to be spending a lot of money on the equipment that you will have for years to come. Um, like a computer, like your camera, like your camera lenses, all the equipment is so expensive. So, you maybe in your first year, it's okay. Like if you do end up spending more than you bring in, but it's an investment. You just don't want to make it a habit of doing that every single year because that's definitely not how you're going to
1: get ahead of things and um, make a lot of money. So, uh, oh, such good advice. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I had a podcast. Like at that point to listen to I when I was <laughs> when I was starting out because I I really had no idea that all of this went Me into either, it. and I think again we don't want this episode to stress anybody out that you have to go and open up a business bank account or go do this and that, but I think again like we were saying that it it does take s- small steps to get there, and that's what we mm-hmm. want this yeah. episode to be about today. We want to help you guys get to that point if you do want to open up a business or you do want to go full time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um there's just a few like numbers that we wanted to share with you guys as well just to kind of show you like hard evidence as to what our experience has been and what we kind of did to to get that. Um so I'll just share some numbers that I had so I actually had taught on um my – like about uh, owning and creating a business um, back in 2020. I had before Julie and I were doing like equipped creatives. Um, I just had like my own workshop that I threw together. It was super small and local. But I taught a little bit about um, just my business and how I was growing and hopefully – just in hopes that other people would learn something from it and have the um, encouragement to just be able to keep going in this. But um, so these numbers are definitely like a little bit old, but I still think it's relevant to just like what we're teaching on and things have pretty much stayed consistently growing since then. But um, I would say like back back then, I just pulled up some of the notes that I had for that workshop and I wrote down that I had a, on average 44% growth in revenue year after year after I rebranded and went full time. So that's pretty cool like to see that. I really never thought that I could grow at that kind of rate. Um and again, this was back like from like I was comparing year 2018, 2019, 2020, but even since then like I've only I've only grown in my revenue each year, which I'm so thankful for. Um so I feel like that's just cool to share because that really is something that Not only am I proud of, but it's also a reflection of like my hard work, dedication, and just being really aware of how to raise my prices, how to get more bookings, making sure that I'm not spending more than I'm bringing in. And that's kind of just like a good little, I don't know, little hard evidence fact that it can be done. And if it can, if I can do it, you can do it too.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. I think. That's really cool because I feel like a lot of people are scared to share those numbers. So, we do want to be real and raw and just share those percentages and those numbers. And I was also going to share one that I had, which was when I was working for a separate company. And then I decided to go full time the year after. Mm -hmm. And I ended up making 50% more than what I made when I was working for the company. So I think that is also a huge testament to when you go full time and you are able to really focus on that and be mm-hmm. a good steward of what you're making and focus on not only your love and passion for what you do and giving your clients a great experience but also just looking at the finances of things and really just focusing on that you can you can make literally 50% more. I think that that's, that's just such a huge yeah, testament that it huge. is possible.
0: Yeah, 100%. And another fact that I had written down too was um, I actually doubled my bookings from like the year 2019 to 2020. And I don't know if it's quite doubled every year since then, but it definitely has increased. Um And I kind of broke down like how I did that. And the three things that were like key in me being able to even achieve that was one, I had more experience and credibility. So when I launched full-time, I was posting like crazy. And that was building up my, shooting weddings all year was building my experience, but it was Mm -hmm. also building my credibility online. So the more you put out there, the more you're going to receive back like what you're putting out there. So yeah, I think that was really important to note. Um, Two, understanding and promoting my value. Um, I was really nervous to do this when I was first starting out and I think everybody struggles with imposter syndrome a little bit and kind mm-hmm. of feeling like awkward almost bragging about like the value that you bring as somebody who is a wedding photographer and you're kind of – in, it's weird, but you have to like educate people.
1: Yeah. I know. What it is. is. something that I struggle yeah. with in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: I feel like everybody does. And honestly, I feel like yeah. that topic in and of itself could be also another podcast episode. <laughs> so let us know what you want us to like really dive into deeper yes. after this. But, um, but yeah, so understanding, promoting my own value. And then thirdly, um, I had a much better workflow and organization. So that was another really big thing because I felt like I was getting more experience just in the process of how to get a lead, get the lead from the lead to a client, then actually be able to provide a great experience from the time that they book me to the time they get their wedding photos back. And just being really organized in my emails and, um, like contracts and invoicing and all of the things that kind of go in with the back end of things of the business. I feel like I just grew so much in that regard. Like you said, Julia, like obviously photography, that part of it is really important too. And you want to continue to grow in that way, but so much more of it. if I If not, it's half, if not more, I feel like of what we do right. is really the business side of it.
1: Um, so just learning so much. Yeah, exactly. Experience. And, and like you're saying, like that is why it is possible to raise your prices as a photographer every single year because of that credibility, because Mm -hmm. of all of the experience that you're getting. Exactly. So many weddings every single year. And we, we do raise our prices every single year as I think every photographer should. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is another way that you can bring in more income for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially if the demand is there. Like if the
0: demand is rising, then that's a really good indicator that you need to raise your prices.
1: Yes, and if you're not full-time yet, that's also a great indicator that you need to go full-time if that demand is there. I think that's one of the things that I knew when I was supposed to go full-time. I knew that I was getting more business on my own. Mm-hmm. and it i it was scary to take that jump to go full time like i definitely was very nervous about it and i just didn't think that i i could do it mm-hmm. on my own but i i i think deep down i knew that that if i really put my i know we said this earlier but if you put if we put our all into it and and focus mm-hmm. on that that um that i really could do it and go full time and and make an actual living off of it And so I think that really helped me know when it was right to go full-time. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I also forgot to mention
0: this. I wanted to say this earlier when we were talking about the budgeting, but I think it's really important to have some kind of emergency fund, like savings fund, that is going to last you for a few months. Um, And we kind of always say like a good rule of thumb is like three to six months worth of expenses um, saved away. And I feel like when that I think back to 2020, because I feel like that was really the year that I really like my business really popped off and like grew the most. Um, that's when I saw it. Which is the most interesting. Growth.
1: That's interesting because it was it was during COVID times and everything going on. Yeah. And and actually that I think that year is I would have actually made probably the most money in my entire career as well mm. if it weren't for COVID. Sure. Um, luckily ended up um, you know, making that back later. But I think that, yeah, that's, that's interesting that you say that.
0: Yeah. I think that's also a difference between just where we live, just between you and me, like all the people that were coming to Hawaii to get married couldn't come anymore. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. but for me, like a lot of the weddings continued to stay the same or they just adjusted the wedding in some way because of like to follow COVID policies and the one vendor that they still wanted no matter what was the photographer so for me it was Mm -hmm. a little interesting because I still was really busy in COVID it just looked the year looked differently than what we had all thought but all my clients had kept me and most of like I would say half of them kind of either eloped or and still wanted me there, or they changed and altered their wedding to be from inside to outside, or they cut the amount of people, like the numbers. I mean, back then in 2020, there was so many constant changes that were going on, oh, like yes.
1: mm-hmm. so
0: many. I mean, it was never consistently the same. But yeah. um, all the rules and regulations and the laws and in the city and out of the city, it was constantly changing. So there was a lot of moving pieces and it was crazy, don't get me wrong, but it was a really um, big year for my business and I grew a lot during that time and I'm really thankful for that because I know that there were tons of people that um, really struggled like financially that year because of the pandemic. Yeah, that's true. But Mm -hmm, um, For sure.
1: Most people.
0: But what I was going to say earlier was like I just feel that when I was having that year back in 2020 – um, my expenses, I think also because of the pandemic, went down a lot because there wasn't really as much to do, right? That's like so
1: true. you
0: didn't we weren't spending a ton of money because where are we going? We're not going on trips. Where would we be going? right we're not like you just had to be outside and do things that were free outside to get mm-hmm. fresh air or be inside and just quarantining. So mm-hmm. um, I think because my expenses were really low at that point, I was able to really really focus. Like my main goal that year was just to focus financially on saving, saving, saving everything that I made and I got myself to a point where I was having like a nice little egg in that business account so that it would kind of my goal would be to kind of just be to have it there and mm-hmm. that way I I know like okay, I'm good. I have an emergency fund for three to six months out of worth of expenses if, God forbid, this pandemic were to get worse or something else happens and you can't work. Um, So yeah, I think that that's a really good goal to have if that's not something that you guys are already thinking about to just kind of try to, once you have like your main expenses out of the way, you have the main equipment you need out of the way. And now it's just kind of a matter of having income and knowing where the right way to spend it is, I really recommend having like a good savings fund where you're able to put some of that money away and just have that kind of sitting there in case you ever need it. It's just always good to have savings in that way. And that's something you have to think about even, even outside of owning a business, but specifically within a business, kind of having a separate saving account for that is a good idea.
1: Yep. I totally agree. What that's reminding me of that saying, um, saving money for a rainy day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It is so true. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that is really good advice. Uh, I think also, I know we wanted to chat a little bit about passive income before Mm -hmm. we wrap everything up today. Cause I think that once you, once you do have a business and you are bringing in an income Mm -hmm. that it is important to learn about what passive income is how to make passive income because i think the key is to have your money working for you where yeah. you're not the one that is um that is you know have it's it's your time that's the most valuable and especially as a photographer you know we're the ones that are having to go out onto the field and to shoot and to make all those things happen so to find ways to make passive income and not burn yourself out By booking yourself every single day after day after day, Mm -hmm. I think is really important and something that we've both been able to learn over the years. And I know as a photographer, there's a ton of different ways that you can do that. And that's part of the fun about this job, about being a creative, is trying to be unique and think of different ways that you can help educate other people and put out, maybe put out guides or something where um, where other people can learn and benefit and also you are able to make passive income as well. So I mm-hmm. think that's a really fun subject to look into and we can definitely even do a whole other podcast episode on that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you're mentioning that though because I think it is – a really cool way to just add to your um, finances and just the growth of that um, when you are a photographer. I mean, there are a lot of really fun ways that you can make passive income and you just got to get creative with it and spend some time being able to market towards whatever it is that you are wanting to sell passively. But um, yeah, prints, albums – um, if you have like an amazing gallery delivery system, I know Julie and I use Picktime. Um, they have so many products that you can push on your own. Um, you know, through Instagram, through email marketing. I know there's so many different ways that you
1: can. Oh my gosh, there's thousands yeah. of of ways. So and- many ways. And that's like we were saying, like the fun of just being a creative, getting to create something yeah. really out of nothing, and to for sure help, help your clients. I think that's huge too. And like we said, everything that we do is is coming out of a place of wanting to serve people and and um, help educate people and yeah. give everybody a good experience. So it's no, definitely, definitely not just about the money, for sure. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. And one thing I know for sure, just to add to that, is if you yourself are not passionate about something, you are going to have a really hard time selling that thing. So I mean, we are so passionate about photography. We love working with our clients. We love the business side of it. I mean, I feel like every aspect of what we do, we are so passionate about and we could literally talk about it for hours on end. And we do. And that is a part of the reason why we wanted to start this podcast because we're like, I feel like we've just learned so much. We love it so much. We love talking about it. So for us, it's it actually comes really natural to get those clients that want to book us for their weddings because mm-hmm. we have just made it so obvious that it's something that we're so passionate about. But if there's something in your business that you want to sell just to make money, but you're not actually passionate about it, it those things don't usually go over well. And I feel like we can both speak from that from yes. experience of Absolutely. trying to do things mm-hmm. because obviously making wanting to make money is not a bad thing but just it, it
1: can't be the end all be all like you doing want doing something just for just to, the for money. the money
0: yeah right like it's not that does that only gets you so far and it's also not as satisfying and rewarding and joyful as you think it is. Like there's people that yes. go into certain careers that make a lot of money and they hate what they do. So it's the it's the toss up of like, is it worth it to put all that time and money into something if you're not actually passionate about it? And even if you do make it, if you don't enjoy making the thing that it is that you're selling, like that is not really like A trade that I'm willing to make. So at this point, I've learned like what I'm passionate about selling. Those are the things that I'm going to be good at when it comes to selling, and and then in return, making any kind of passive income or income period.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. I also think there's something to be said about doing things the legal and right way when it comes to making money. Yeah. That is so important. And obviously, paying taxes and why it's important to invest in the right accountant and lawyers. And mm-hmm. I think things can get messy when you try to do everything on your own, unless that's something that you have extreme knowledge in and you went to school for that or, um, or you, 100%. you know all about it. But yeah. I know for us – I know for me, <laughs> math and, and numbers <laughs> and stuff like that was always my absolute worst <laughs> subject <laughs> growing up and it still is. Oh, me too. <laughs> I don't know about you. the, the I hate math most of the time for me. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> yes. So I think it's cool because like over the years I've been able to learn about numbers and learn about that kind of stuff and have gotten better at it. but. I would not have been able to do that unless I had hired my amazing accountant. The right, accountant. Yeah, the right people. Yes. And so we we definitely recommend that. I think that's huge when you do start earning money to do things yeah. the right way. Mm-hmm. And I, especially as as us too, like we want to give God the the glory and whatever we make and um, be a good steward of our money. And so – I think that mm. that's what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a part in doing that I think is outsourcing the right things and, and being able to just like really make the most of our own time and our own efforts. And if I think a part of that just comes with self-awareness of what we're not good at and what we need help with and that will in turn give us our time back. And um, I think we, we did a, a whole episode – Um, which we can link in the show notes um, about outsourcing and, you know, Mm -hmm. accountants and stuff like that was on there. We talked a lot about that. So we won't, you know, repeat ourselves there. But um, yeah, that is so important. And a lawyer, like we hired a lawyer, even with Equipped Creatives to just Mm -hmm. make sure that we're covered where we need to be. And um, yeah. And yeah, like what you were saying to your point, we want to do things the right way. And that's always been important to both of us from the start with all of the businesses that we've ever started, whether it be our photography businesses or equipped creatives, even if we're making $1 and that's all we're bringing in. I just want to make sure that we, you know, are, are doing it right and doing things by the book. And I do think that that is really important. And I feel like when you do that in trying to honor the Lord, he does bless that. Um, yeah. So I think that there's something to be said about that as well. But yeah, just try your best to do things the right way. And when you don't know what the right way is, don't be afraid to ask for help in that in, in those
1: areas. That is so good. I think the last thing I wanted to add, and then we'll wrap it up here is just I heard this quote the other day, which I thought was so good. It was earn more, spend less and invest the difference. And Ooh, I, think that's I love that. that. Yes, I'm trying to really apply that this year. Yeah. And I think that is such a great little mm. tip there. So we just I wanted to that. leave you with that. Oh,
0: what a good way to end it. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you were able to walk away feeling encouraged and equipped a little bit about how to just do it your money a little bit better and just grow financially the ways that you want to. So we really hope that you guys enjoyed it. And if you guys have any questions for us with this topic or anything that we kind of just brushed over, um, definitely let us know. There's a lot that we could keep talking about here with this topic and different topics that we had mentioned in passing. So Definitely, let us know if there's something that you guys want us to talk about a little bit more. We can do a more, you know, focused episode on one of the topics we were talking about. But the best place to let us know that would be on our Instagram. You can DM us. Our Instagram is at Equipped Creatives. And our email is at equippedcreatives or equippedcreatives at gmail.com. So you can feel free to always shoot us an email as well. But if you did enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you would rate it five stars on whatever whatever app you're listening on <laughs> and um and save it to your library. That just helps this podcast keep going. And we absolutely love and need your support and appreciate it so, so much. Um, also, if you have any topic requests for upcoming episodes that you want to be talked about on our show, you can hit us up on Instagram or email us. Again, that's EquippedCreatives at gmail.com. We also will be doing a Q&A each Wednesday every week on our Instagram. It's a new little thing that we're doing over on our Instagram at Equipped Creatives. You can ask us anything at all that you want to know, business related or not. So we would love to just connect with you guys and really engage with you guys over there as well. All right, guys. So we will see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Equipped Creatives podcast. For more education, go to www.equippedcreatives.com.